Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Online Selling Partner Podcast. Today, I am with Isaac, uh, and I'm super excited to jump into all things Amazon, PPC, advertising. Um, and this guy has been in the game for a long time and is definitely well known in the space. So, um, uh, Isaac, we want to go ahead and introduce yourself and a little bit about you and your background. Perfect. Right. Thank you so much, Isaiah, for having me on. I'm excited. I've been a fan of your podcast. Um, and I think we, I've seen you around, but we met, I think, for the first time at AMZ Innovate, right? In New York City. Yep. That's right. And I'm excited to be on your podcast. So, a little bit about myself. Where do I start? Um, I started selling on Amazon in 2015. I think that was, you know, sort of when the, let's call it the gold rush of private label sort of started. I think it started 2014, 2015. Yeah, 15's when I started, but I wasn't doing private label back then. <laughs> okay, so I started private label. It wasn't for me a full-time thing that my wife was working. I, I did it in a way more for, you know, experimenting and having some fun. Yeah. Brought in a product from Alibaba. You know, it was super easy back then. You got your reviews, then within two weeks you had 100 reviews. For you know, you gave it away for free, and we got this unbiased review that was officially allowed by Amazon. As long as the reviewer said that they got it in exchange for an honest review. Yes. And yeah, the first year we did pretty well, and then we started bringing some more products, larger products. And while I was on Amazon, I always listened. Like I used to listen to podcasts. Podcasts were actually a pretty new thing back then. Yeah. So I used to listen to podcasts. YouTube videos. I was in every Facebook group. Like I literally immersed myself into the knowledge, everything I can hear about, you know, ranking, tactics, giveaways, hacks, tips and tricks, everything. So I did that for a couple of years. And it was like at one point I had like two people ask me like at the same week sort of. They say, hey, Isaac, we've tried so many different PPC agencies. You seem to really know your stuff well. Like I've been active on some groups. And they're like, maybe you manage my PPC. And it's like two people randomly asked me the same week was, you know, I decided to give it a shot. And what I've seen is that um, there are not many agencies out there that have really high level senior account managers that actually manage the accounts. And brands were looking for that. Brands spent, you know, um, in the lower end between $10,000 a month on ads. And some spent over a million dollars a month on ads, right? Mm -hmm. They that's a lot of money. They're willing to pay a premium for somebody to give them a better service. And obviously, if better service, you know, uh, more senior people working on your account, the performance will obviously pay for itself. So, and so what what year was it that you started transitioning from your own private label to maybe start working with other people's accounts? So that was 2019. Okay, nice. July. And I, okay. I wouldn't even say I wasn't an agency, like I just took two people yeah. and right off the bat, like we started, you know, I, I'm not sure if I asked money or maybe like a little bit of money, but it wasn't really something I considered doing for a business. I was like doing it half as a favor, half as, you know, let me see what I can do. Yeah. And after a few weeks that I worked on these two accounts, I've seen tremendous results. And they've, you know, they used probably five other agencies before that. So I've seen the need for having a team in-house, US-based account managers, and giving the dedication and a service to our clients that's you know second to none. That's, that's, cool. that's basically what, what I saw the need, and we started hiring a really good account managers uh, to manage our clients. And these two brought another one, another one. So I would say I, 
I was slowly, basically like sort of forced into, you know, having this agency. And right now we manage over $2 billion in annual sales. We basically work with larger brands. And by larger, I mean, not super large. I mean, like um, 2 million, 3 million uh, sales a year and up. But most of our clients are between 10 and 30 million in sales a year. How much... Uh... Of your, how many of your brands are vendor central versus seller central? So it's probably 80 or 90% seller central, but we do have a few really large vendor central clients. Yeah. And I know that many of your listeners uh, do vendor central, right? So we have prepared to talk some good stuff today about uh, vendor central, the difference between seller central and central. And you've had some great topics. already prepared for this pod. So I'm, I'm super excited to jump in, man. So where do you want to start? Okay. So yeah, so you told me that many of your listeners are more maybe vendor central. Mm-hmm. So I want to discuss a couple of differences when it comes to advertising specifically, because that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, seller central and vendor central. Mm-hmm. So I first want to say one myth because I've had this um, many times clients ask me, is there any benefits? It, um, of switching to vendor because the cost per click is cheaper through vendor. Mm. So I'm not sure as I, if you ever get if you ever got this question, but to me it was an interesting question and I wanted to I, you know. I was not aware of that. I didn't know it was cheaper. <laughs> okay, so, so the answer is that it's not cheaper. Okay. Oh, so, okay. I was like, so from what of my experience, I haven't seen it, but maybe it is. <laughs> no, it's not. So, so that's actually an, an interesting topic in itself, that the cost of a click for a keyword will be different for every product. And so, yeah, that is so, interesting. That's an interesting topic. I have seen that. Right. So let's, let's give an example. So let's say you want to target the keyword garlic press. If you are a new seller and you are not so relevant for that keyword, you might only be able to win impressions and clicks, let's say only if you pay $2. Yeah. But an established brand that is way more relevant to the keyword garlic press can get away sometimes with even 60 or 70 cents cost per click. Interesting. Because they're more relevant. So the Amazon algorithm, the PPC algorithm, doesn't only work that whoever bids higher wins. It also takes relevancy into account. This is a really important, really important point at the, is that relevancy in and I think that's a good word. I also say, like, you know, how likely are you to convert, right? And, right, and which basically like, that means relevance, right? Exactly. And it, you know, if you're if you have a product that's really well established and got ten thousand reviews compared to this new product, you know, customers are more likely to convert on your product. So having a better product and a better listing is going to make advertising uh, cheaper. And uh, as far as a ROAS perspective, but this is an interesting thought process not only from a ROAS perspective, but also from just a cost per click perspective, which is exactly. really interesting. I always say this, by the way, a better conversion rate helps you so many different ways. A better conversion rate equals better ROAS, equals, yeah. it equals better organic ranking because you convert better. It yes. equals lower cost per click sometimes because you're more relevant. And obviously better conversion means more sales. So like the, the snowball when it comes to increasing your conversion rate is, is insane. So it's definitely... Uh, a place where brands should really focus on. Yeah. Anyway, so back to this. So, so the cost per click, as we said, right, will be different. The, the suggested cost per click will be different for the same keyword for each individual ASIN. 
So yeah. we have tested on many products. We try to take the same ASIN through Seller Central, Avenger Central, mm-hmm. and the suggested cost per click from Amazon was exactly the same. So basically, it doesn't matter if you're advertising it through Seller Central or Vendor Central. It's all about the product. So Vendor Central does not have cheaper rates. That's number one. I just want to add one more thing of this, which, which is very interesting. Um, sponsor brands yes. does have the exact same suggested cost per click for any storefront that you advertise. Interesting. Yeah. So let's say you're one advertiser, that's a garlic press. You're doing, you're getting the same suggested cost per click than your competitor. Let's say that is the bestseller has been years in the market. If you're just starting out, you'll have the same suggested cost per click. Obviously mm-hmm. the conversion will be different, but this is only a rule in sponsored products. For sponsored display, I didn't check, honestly, I don't remember. But for sponsored mm-hmm. brands, that's definitely the case that cost per click, the suggested cost per click from Amazon is exactly the same for every store from the advertise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's in terms of, first, I want to get this out of the way. Vendor central advertising is not cheaper than seller central. So the main thing that I want to discuss is attribution, right? How attribution works. So let's explain what attribution is. Yes. Let's say, let's take the keyword garlic press, right? The customer comes to Amazon, they search garlic press, and they click your product, right? You pay for the click. Okay. Now, if the customer buys today, right, that's obvious that this purchase will be considered as a sale for the click, right? So in your, if you go into your advertising reports, you'll see, okay, this keyword garlic press and a click and a sale. But what if they buy it tomorrow? Will that still be considered a sale for today's click? Or what if they buy it three days from now, a week from now, two weeks from now, until when? There's some gold here. I like this. Keep going. Okay. Until when, mm-hmm. when the customer that clicked today, if they buy next week, two weeks, until what day, will that sale be considered as a sale for the advertising, for the click? Okay. Yes. So in Seller Central, the way how it works in the Advertising Council, and the API, there are different attribution, but let's talk the reported in Seller Central. So the way how it works in Seller Central is like this. In sponsored products, mm-hmm. attribution will be seven days. That means the customer searches garlic press, they click into your product. If they buy this, your product, within the next seven days, mm-hmm. it will be attributed as a sale to that click. Yes. Okay, that's seven-day attribution. For sponsored brands, sponsored display, that's 40 days. Mm. That means that the customer will buy this product. The customer clicks today. They buy within the next 14 days, it will be considered as a sale. If you down the report, you'll see, okay, this click had a sale, Mm. even though it happened within the next 14 days. That's for sponsored brands and sponsored products. Now, in Vendor Central, even for sponsored products, Attribution is also 14 days. Interesting. Okay, so that's a very big difference between Seller Central and Vendor Central. And that might be a reason why if somebody does advertising to Vendor Central, they say, hey, my ACOS is better. The reason might be not because the cost per click is lower or in converse better, mm-hmm. it's just because even the sales that happen after a week until two weeks are also attributed, are also considered as a sale to that click of the customer. So to, so just so I, I have this correct. So what you're saying is on Seller Central, there's a seven-day attribution period. On Vendor Central, there is a 14-day attribution period. Is that correct? 
Correct. For sponsored products. A sponsored brand, a sponsored display, it's always 14 days on Sell Essential and Vendor Essential. Okay. Very good information. I like that. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So that's why if you do advertising to Vendor Central, it might seem that, uh, you know, the A cost is, is better just because the attribution period is longer. Now, here's another very interesting way of how attribution works differently on Sell Essential and Vendor Central. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a garlic press, okay? A keyword garlic press, somebody searches, they click on your garlic press. Mm-hmm. Then they don't buy a garlic press, but they will buy, let's say, a lemon squeezer yes. from your storefront. Is this on vendor or seller? That's seller. Okay, seller, yes. Okay, okay. So if they buy, let's say, a lemon squeezer from your storefront, a seller central, yes. that will also be considered at can... a sale, yes. even though it's two different products, right? They clicked yes. on a garlic press and they bought a lemon squeezer. It will yes. still, Amazon will still say, okay, this got a sale. Now, yeah. in the reporting, you can see if the sales were the same on advertised SKU sales or other SKU sales. So Amazon, in, in the reporting, you can basically break it down, see how many sales did I get on the actual product that I did advertise, how many sales did I get for other products. But when you look on the service level, the equals, it takes into account any other a product that was bought mm-hmm. in the next seven days from your storefront. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is even if this product was a different brand, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you have in your storefront, you have, let's say a garlic press that's ABC brands. Okay. Yeah. Customer clicked in the garlic press, ABC brands, and they went into your storefront and they bought a lemon squeezer that's XYZ brands. It's a different yeah. brand. Anything that's in the, in, in your storefront, in your seller central storefront, will be attributed as a sale if a customer bought it, okay? Yes. That's how it works, the sponsored products on Sell Essential. Mm-hmm. Now, sponsored brands, a sponsored display work very differently. Yes. So sponsored brands, how it works is, if the customer clicks on one product and mm-hmm. they buy a different product, mm-hmm. but the brand is the same, mm-hmm. and even if it's not from your storefront, it will be attributed as a sale. Very different. Yes. So now where this is super important is we have many clients that have a lot of licensing products. Yes. So let's say you have a licensing deal, let's say with Sony, right? Let's say you're creating, I don't know, a certain product, AirPods with Sony, right? Yes. So you have a licensing agreement that you can make AirPods with the Sony brand. Yes. If you advertise on sponsored brands, Mm -hmm. you will see any Sony product the customer buys will be attributed as a set. Yes. And that is very, I mean, you have to be very careful when you do this because I've had clients many times coming to us from different agencies that we have seen in cases like this where their equals are super low, but yes. really it were not the, the sales were not theirs, right? Because it said that the sponsored brands brought a million dollar sales this month, right? In some cases, the total account didn't even have a million dollars in sales, right? Oh, so wow. Because they advertise Sony on, um, let's say, AirPods, earbuds. Yeah. And then the customer went and bought a different Sony product. It's attributed as a sale. So very important. If you sell any product that others share the brand with you, it's not your brand entirely. What do you do? Sponsor brands. For sponsor display, you have to be very mindful of this, that any sale of that brand will be attributed as a sale. Okay. Yes. And that here, is how 
So, so I have a technical question on that. Would you recommend that people that do licensed products put their own brand name in the brand field and then put the brand that they're licensed with in the title and descriptions? Or do you still recommend that if you're licensing that you still put the licensed brand in the brand field on the yes. ASIN? Yeah, so that's a great question. So we have some clients that actually have this. Like they have, you know, XYZ brands. And really on the image and the title, we see that it's a, that it's a licensed product. But many other brands, I think that they're not even allowed to do it or they just, or they really want to have, let's say the Sony brand on it. Hmm. So that will depend on your licensing agreement on how you want to structure your business. But it's definitely, you're definitely making your life easier if you're putting your own brand name as the brand name. I Sometimes totally, you don't want to do it because you really want to have that, let's say, that Sony as an actual brand. I totally agree. But um, the only complex thing is you get into IP complaints sometimes or automated IP complaints where, you know, they're like, hey, you're creating a, a product under your brand, but you're putting Sony. So it just... Exactly. Um, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, so there's some... Like, there's, that's a headache. Licensed products are a headache. Right. Yes. Okay, so, so that's... It's great. I love this. Keep going. Okay, thank you. So that's um, how attribution works on SolarCentric. Now let's talk about Vendor Central. Okay. And that's super interesting. Yeah. So Vendor Central, so sponsor brand and sponsor display is exactly the same. But again, if you click on a product, any product that's bought from this brand will be attributed as a sale, right? Yes. But sponsored products on Vendor Central also works that any product of the same brand that's also shipped or sold by Amazon mm. will be attributed as a sale. So basically, Amazon looks at themselves as the seller, right? Because it's shipped or sold by Amazon. Mm -hmm. So let's say, again, let's give the scenario where you're advertising a Sony product. Yeah. Every product that's bought from the Sony brand that's shipped or sold by Amazon will be attributed as a sale. Okay. So again, it's a little bit different of sponsor brands because sponsor brands, it doesn't matter who the seller is. Sponsor brands, sponsor display, any product from Sony, let's say, will be attributed as a sale to the clip. But when it comes to sponsor products, Vendor Central, any product that should be sold by Amazon that has the same brand will be attributed as a sale. Mm. And that means that if you're selling the licensed goods yes. on Vendor Central, you need to take your ACOS with a huge grain of salt. Yes. Why? Because you'll have a ton of attributed sales of the same brand that's not your product, right? But other people are selling it through Vendor Central that will be attributed as a sale. And you know, Isaac, I don't know what you've seen, but I've seen that sometimes that the Vendor Central attribution, even if you have, and, and this might be what you're talking about, the difference between sponsored products and sponsored brand, is that the it will attribute any seller that are like a, let's say you have a competitive seller selling uh, like a third party seller and you're selling vendor central, your, your ads will be attributed to the third party sales. Uh, have you seen that with, on vendor central? No, I've not seen it. And that's clearly not what I, Amazon is in the documentation. They clearly say otherwise. So Interesting. I, I mean, if, if, if they do it or it's a very recent change because I've asked my, my, I can't remember Amazon also before I came on just to make sure that, you know, yeah. and th that is basically what they're saying, that only products that are shipped or sold by Amazon are being attributed. So if I'm saying it's true, um, Amazon should 
update their documentation ASAP yeah. because that's a big update. Yeah, no, no, I understand. And I've and, and it could have been updated. That might have been in the past, right? But that's the thing with with PPC is that you always gotta stay on top of the newest changes because they're exactly. changing it every week, right? Right. Yeah. So again, <laughs> I checked this the documentation I would say yesterday, like just to make sure that it didn't change. I spoke with my account rep. So they say that it didn't change. They say that yeah. it only works for anything that's sold by Amazon. So I hope that it didn't change it internally. <laughs> yeah, you never know with them. They make exactly. a lot of changes and, and then they tell you about the change later if they do tell you about it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but that would be a big change if they, yeah. that they do it. So that's the, the big difference between Seller Central and the Central. And I would say what makes the bigger difference is when you sell branded products or when you sell only one portion of a brand, let's say you have exclusive or certain product. The point is if you share the brand name with other sellers, other vendors, then when you're doing Vendor Central, you should be very aware that a big chunk of the sales um, that come through even sponsored products are not really your sales. Mm, Yes. Okay, that's that. Any question I'll say, do we have on this or... I think we hey, have another think, great topic that we want to discuss, right? Yes, I think we're doing really good so far. So I, I, uh, I think this next topic is a hot one, and I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it. So if, if you, if you're ready, Isaac, I'm ready. I'm ready. So let's go for it. So we did a recent podcast, okay, where we spoke about branded keywords. Uh, you should protect your branded keywords or not? You know, it's a great topic, and, and you know, the, the community talks about it a lot, and I, I love it. You know, it's. And it's a very nuanced topic also. Yes. But there's one topic that I feel is, you know, maybe a little bit under-discussed, which I would like What's to discuss. That? So there's a concept that many products, right? Many products, you know, the products are called, um, like the name of the product is sort of a brand name. So let's give a great example. For example, Lego, right? Lego That's is right. a brand name, but... A huge percent of the population will call building blocks, they call it Lego, right? So Lego sort of became, it's not only brand name, it also became the name of how people actually search for the product that is building blocks, right? Yes. Even if the brand name is not Lego. Mm-hmm. Correct. So let's say first one assumption, and then we'll get to the topic. Most yeah. Amazon sellers, I think, the reason why they do, why they spend money in PPC is to rank organically, right? Yes. Why? Because through PPC, at best, you're making small margins, many times yes. you're breaking deep. The goal That's of PPC it. is spend money on ads, you convert well, then you start to rank organically, right? Yes. If, so what you, if don't, I told you, you don't have that goal, then what are you doing? Right. So what if I told you that there's, there are certain keywords that when you advertise on them, you will never rank organically on those keywords? Hmm. If I tell you this, right, you will need to look at these keywords when you're advertising with a very different light. Yes. It's more you need to think, okay, what's my purpose in advertising? Yeah. Sorry? It's more about ROI at that point, right? Exactly. More ROI, but you want to see a good A cost, let's say 10%. So you still make, let's say, at least a 50% margin. Yes. Or maybe you have a different reason. Maybe you just want to get velocity to get reviews, whatever your reason is. But you need to come up with a reason why you're doing advertising. Not organic branding. So let's talk about this. So there are many products that we discussed that the way how people search for the product is a brand name. I'll give you a couple of examples. Scotch tape, 
right? Scotch tape is what people call adhesive tape. Yes. Well, scotch tape is a brand. Yes. 3M owns it, Scotch. We have Lego. We have Ziploc bags, right? People that sell resealable bags, a resealable bag, many people call it a Ziploc bag. Yeah. So and the problem is that when you search a brand name on Amazon, Amazon will usually bring up 90% of the first page results will be that brand name that you're looking for. Yes. Even if you convert super well. So let's take the example of Lego. Let's say you're selling building blocks. Mm-hmm. Your name is ABC. You're converted extremely well on Lego. Yet have thousands of reviews. When you search Lego, the first page will usually have 90% of the results will be Lego products. Even you, you'll see products with two reviews, no sales, it doesn't matter. Amazon prioritizes the actual brand name that the people are searching for on the first page. That yeah. means if you're selling building blocks and you want to go after Lego, you'll have a super hard time ranking. I'll give you, I'll tell you a story. We had a, a potential client coming to us. That's actually the example. They were selling building blocks and 80% of the sales came from PPC. They only had 20% organic. And obviously that meant that they had super high tackles. Yeah. Right? Because most of the sales come from PPC. And in the order we saw that around 70 to 80% of the keywords contain the word Lego in it. Wow. Which is basically a super relevant word to the product. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The conversion rate was around 20%. So they had a phenomenal conversion rate. But because a huge chunk of their sales came from keywords that had Lego, they simply didn't rank organically. Mm-hmm. Because it's very hard to rank organically on the word Lego. That's right. So we came up with a strategy where we look for any other keyword that is not Lego. Yeah. Either building blocks, even some more generic keywords. But at least we can rank on them. That's right. So even though on maybe on other more generic keywords, their equals their equals might have been higher, the ROI was still better because we got them to rank organically. Mm. After a few months, we shifted and we had around 50% of the sales coming from PPC and 50% organic. That's that is smart. because we identified that they're spending way too much money on Lego, on that keyword. And that's true for so many different products. Mm. So brands should be super aware. When you're advertising on a, on a keyword that's a competitive keyword, if your goal of this advertiser is organic ranking, you should know that it's very, it's very likely that you're never going to rank. Okay. So Isaac, how do you identify keywords that a brand will most likely rank organically if you advertise with? Okay. So first of all, if it's a brand name, so for example, like if you have your product, you should know that if you sell bags, let's say resealable bags. Yes. If you see a lot of keywords zip like that, you should know that and you should look into it deeper. So I want to say one point. So the way how we approach it um, is very nuanced because you have to really look at every single product. So sometimes um, on certain keywords, Amazon will show up a lot of different brands. So let's give an example of Lego. Let's say for the keyword Lego, 95% of the results will be Lego products. But sometimes if you put in, let's say, Lego toys for eight year old boy, for keywords like this, we, 
might have 50% Lego product showing up on the first page and 50% non-branded, not Lego product showing up. So there's no really one size fits all strategy. You really need to go keyword by keyword and see on this keyword, what percent of the search results are from Lego and what percent are not from Lego. And if you see that 90% on this keyword are Lego products, you should know that this is, I call it an unrankable keyword. This is a keyword that you're not going to rank on. No. So that, what? I said that definitely makes sense. Right. But I, I guess my question was more around like, how do you identify words that are, you're very likely to rank on? You mean in general or? Well, uh, yeah, or general or specifically, whatever. Like what is, because I mean, uh, everybody's got, I would say a different process to that. Like, I mean, obviously when we're looking at it, we're looking at what we do is we start with our most relevant competitors and look, Hey, what are they ranking on? And we're not ranking on exactly. We have a high likely because we know that we can beat that competitor where a better product, better price or whatever. Um, we can, we can most likely rank there. I mean, is that how you approach it or is that, I mean, what is, what's kind of your approach on your. Yes. Okay. So yeah. in general, how do you approach products, uh, keywords, especially keywords that we, that we really want to go aggressive after that, that you rank that you think I can rank organically for that and I'm not ranking for it today. Right. So an out of the starts that we are convinced and I'm a product that will be, that will have a good conversion rate, right? Exactly. So when you launch a product, you first make, you need to make sure they have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful listing. Yes. What I've seen from successful sellers, they're obsessed, they're obsessed with their main image. They're doing it, redoing it, making sure it's beautiful. So yeah. beautiful listing, extra obsession with your main image, okay? Yeah. Now, when you launch a product, you have no reviews, right? You need to give a reason for somebody to buy your product versus a competitor that has thousands or tens of thousands of reviews, right? Yeah. Usually a good incentive is price. You start out cheaper than your competitor, cheaper than the market. That will give people an incentive to buy a product. So let's get that out of the way, right? We have a good product. We... You know, we're convinced that people will convert and again, we're not going to beat the competition probably in conversion rate, but Amazon is aware of that. So Amazon doesn't expect a new product to have the craziest conversion rate, right? But we should have a decent conversion. Now, so we usually take, as I said, the top main competitors and we use brand analytics. I'm a really big fan of using first party data versus Helium 10 or other tools. Again, yeah. we use Helium 10 as well. Um, you need to have a data dive when needed, but I usually always start with brand analytics. Yes. So we'll take the top competitors and see what are the main keywords that are driving sales to them in brand analytics. So usually the top keywords um, that are driving sales to them, that's the keywords that we were using, how we call in our ranking campaigns, that will go very aggressive after those. But there's a lot of art and science that goes into this, to choosing the right keywords. Because in a way, you want to choose keywords with a very high search volume, right? Mm -hmm. But also, you want to choose keywords that are relevant. But you don't want to choose keywords that are super, you know, long tail and relevant because that's not going to make a big difference if you rank them organically. So you need to choose the right keywords that have a long search volume and they're still super relevant. So let's give an example. I have a copy in front of me, right? 
maybe the word cop, the keyword cops has a super high search value, right? But on the words, on the keyword cops, there might be plastic cups, paper cups, coffee cups, glass cups, so many different products, right? So I want to make sure that I have a keyword that has a, not, a lot of search volume, a little search frequency rank, but still super relevant to my product. And one of the ways how we gauge that is we look what's the average click share for this keyword of the top three ASINs in brand analytics. So a good example is I think I once posted this on LinkedIn. Let's say, um, let's say Christmas gift, right? The Christmas gift has super low search frequency rank, which means a really high search volume, right? What we'll see on the top three clicked ASINs, the click share is very low. Like the first ASIN might have, again, I'm just giving that numbers, I don't have it in front of me, but the first ASIN might have 5% click share, the second 2%, and then 1%. That means that this keyword is a very, it's not a buying intent keyword. It's a browsing keyword. So somebody searches Christmas gifts, they don't really know what they want, right? And the conversion rate of that keyword is very low. So we usually want to see the 30% click share of the first three ASINs on that keyword. And correct, right? No, 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 yeah. Yeah, the three together should have a 30 click share. That usually means that it's a, that there's a high buying intent on that keyword. And I also want to make sure that these three ASINs are the same as my product. So let's say in our example, when somebody searches cups, I see that the top three have a, a click share of 30%, but one is a paper cup, one is a plastic cup, one is a, a mug, a glass cup, right? I know that, again, this, this keyword is a little bit too broad and people searching this keyword are looking for different products not necessarily the product I'm selling. So I usually want to make sure that at least two of the top three clicked ASINs are exactly as the product I'm selling. And again, you know, it's not a black, like, uh, it's not a black or white, depending on how aggressive our clients want to be. Sometimes we will go after more broader keywords. Sometimes we'll narrow it down to be a little bit more conservative, like something that we need to take on a case-by-case -case basis. But the philosophy is you want to have high search on keywords, but also very relevant to your product. I think we can wrap it up. I think we covered a lot. Yeah. So people can find me on my website, igppc.com. Yeah, that's easy. And on LinkedIn, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I try to post no fluff, just a real actionable content. So make sure to follow me on LinkedIn. And we also offer free comprehensive audits. So if you go on our website, you can fill out a form that you'll want a free audit. We're not looking to sell you. Obviously, we'll show you the audit if we see that we can provide value. We can have a conversation. That's the goal, right? But we're not just looking to sell you. It's a free audit. And we do really super detailed audits. So they can definitely help you. Feel free to reach out even if you're not intending to use us. You're just looking for the value. We'll gladly do an audit for you. Jose, thank you so much.